0: And welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We are your host, Tim and Julie Harris. We are broadcasting live from beautiful, sunny Austin, Texas. A great start to a new week. and I'm sure all of you guys have been paying attention to the real estate news. Everyone is Finally, saying this is going to be, and when I say everyone, I mean every report you read about housing is all saying the same thing, that this is indeed going to be probably the best year in real estate sales, uh, over, you know, including the last 10 years of sales. So you guys thought, you know, 2014 was fantastic in terms of spring and summer and fall selling seasons. You just wait until now. And in many markets, literally right now is the official start of the spring selling season. You know, we're hearing stories from across the country that the buyers are literally lining up and sometimes buy the dozens uh, to go into open houses. Um, Julie and I were driving around Austin over the weekend, and we saw lots and lots of agents doing coming soon signs, being very, very aggressive at obviously getting the most out of this incredible real estate market. Julie, do you have any interesting stories from your coaching experience uh, yet today?
1: Yeah, well, apparently spring has sprung, and our agents and future uh, clients, they're all saying the same thing. Lots of great attendance at open houses, and lots of very interesting uh, byproduct of having low inventory, like for sale by owner, unrepresented seller signs popping up like dandelions. They're everywhere. What are you doing about it? So a lot of great spring activity. The question is, are you all monetizing it the way you should be? So we're really happy. We feel the collective thaw in the country, and I'm sure that spells lots of transactions for you guys over the next coming days, and we're excited for you about that.
0: You know, what's really especially incredible is, you know, Julie and I have been coaching for, seems like forever at this point, well over 10 years. I mean, as our primary thing and, you know, really all together about 15 years. And I never, in the entire amount of time I've been coaching with literally tens of thousands of coaching calls that I have personally had, Julie's had, and all of our coaches are having, I never remember a spring that had this much, um, I don't even know what to call it, excitement surrounding it. And I had personally, I, I coach a handful of agents and, Every single one of them, Julie, is exceeding mm-hmm. their expectations. matter of fact, ah, um, Rob, if you're listening to the call, I am going to kind—I of, won't say Rob's last name, but Rob is in a very expensive part of the country, and his uh, goal for this year, his total goal was to earn a half million dollars. You remember Rob, Julie? I'm sure yeah, who's I know up exactly what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Oh, right. Guy. So his goal was to earn a half million dollars this year, and Julie, get this. If he just mm-hmm. closes the deals that he's already got working, Um, the listings that he already has taken sell, he'll earn a half million dollars. And here it is not even the beginning, or not even the end of March, you know, beginning of April yet. He's already essentially earned his entire year's worth of uh, uh, income. So now, of course, the conversation goes to uh, resetting the goal a tad higher. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's exciting. Um, You know, and here's the other thing I see, and this is really interesting too. Uh, Agents, if you are still planning on doing what you've done in the years past, to sell homes this year, if you're still planning on doing the exact same, you know, pattern of things, I strongly suggest that you reconsider because even if what you're doing has worked really, really well in the past, if you're not updating it, if you're not um, really improving it, chances are it's not gonna work at the same level, why? Because the other big trend that we also um, predicted, well, I mean, it wasn't difficult to predict, is the number of agents getting into the business just off the charts, thousands and thousands of folks. I'm not sure how many of them are actually getting their licenses for the first time, but I know a lot of people are getting back into real estate that have been considering themselves like, you know, not even in the business, so they kept their licenses active. The competition, uh, not from the good agents, but the competition from the agents that are essentially, you know, basically starting their journey this year, this spring, is going to be fierce. Um, Again, I'm especially concerned about any of you who are being complacent on any aspect of your business from lead generation to customer service to your listing presentation to your pre-listing pack to any aspect of your business. You've got to make sure that you're updating and refining and improving every single thing you're doing. Um, And start with this very question. It's a mindset thing, but it's a great place to get you started in being a little bit more objective. Assume that everything that you've done in the past... Is obsolete now. I know it's not. A lot of you are still uh, doing things that you were doing ten years ago, and you've gotten better at it, and you're really, really ex- effective at, say, calling expired listings. That will always work. But a lot of you are still doing, holding on to these sort of tired, out, bored, you know, no longer working systems. You know, I'm thinking of the online stuff. A lot of guy, uh, of you guys have been doing for a long while. You know, you're. I just. Well, this is something I continuously hear, and I'm amazed. Uh, that you guys are still doing it, frankly, is those of you who are buying buyer leads from, you know, Zulia, basically, you know, Zillow and Trulia. Those of you who are still buying buyer leads, I I know some of you are having success at it. Some of you have figured out how to make that really work. I think it's market and agent specific. That's, of course, true. But for a vast majority of you, you're getting solicited right now to buy buyer leads. You're then signing up uh, for a six-month contract where you're obligated to pay some ridiculous amount of money. Uh, and again, if it works for you business-wise, if you're making profit at that, go for it. But here's the bottom line. You guys are not doing your homework first. You're not really knowing what the quality of those buyer leads are going to be. Um, I've been reading online and I've been experiencing just some, through some of my coaching clients who do buy buyer leads from Zulia that the cost of the buyer leads has tripled. Now, So that's really something at that point where you have to make a business decision as to whether or not it makes any sense for you, can, for you to continue doing that. And here's the omnipresent struggle uh, you guys are dealing with, and I respect the fact that you're willing to take on this challenge, and I respect the fact that it is a challenge. So many of you guys have become addicted to working with buyers. So, you know, if you were to really be honest with yourself, you're prominently a buyer's agent and you just take listings when they come your way. The shift from that mindset of working as a prominently as a buyer's agent to becoming a listing agent, that's something that you know in your career you have to make that shift. You know you have to make that pivot if you're ever going to, you know, essentially earn the money, uh, earn the amount of money that you want to earn, have the... Um, the freedom that you want to have, have the passive income that comes from the profit you earn from uh, selling those listings. That's only going to come from uh, you making the mental and emotional commitment to learning how to be a listing agent. Of course, that's what we specialize in. We do teach you how to generate leads and you know work with buyers and build your team and all the rest of it. But really, our primary passion is teaching agents how to become great listing agents. And if there's anything we can be doing for you. We want you to go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com. So one of the words that I've been using so far on today's radio show is the word profit. Um, And this is the topic of today's radio shows is is profit. And there's a great book. I want all of you guys to write this down, especially our students, and I know your coaches have been asking you guys to read this book too. It is a fantastic book. It's one of the most, uh, I think, important business books of our lifetimes, and it's also uh, vastly underappreciated. I actually discovered this book because it was a referral from a coaching client that I've been personally coaching for over a decade. Um, and he got involved in a business and now is, uh, I mean, his name is uh, Mark Shandro, and he's now basically become a multimillionaire involved in other businesses, um, But this is a book that he suggested I read, and it's so perfectly in alignment with the philosophy that uh, Julie and I have been coaching agents towards that it's almost as if we wrote the book ourselves. So, what we're going to be doing today is we're going to and probably tomorrow, is we're going to be presenting to you the concepts from this book, but please don't use this as your crib notes. I want all of you to go and get this book. It is absolutely, um, in many cases, life changing, and it will also really answer a lot of the questions that maybe some of you have, and it'll again, coaching students will help you to really solidify your belief in what this real estate business is all about. So, Julie?
1: Yes, and again, the name of the book is Profits Aren't Everything. They're the Only Thing. And the author is George, I think you pronounce it Clotier. I could be wrong, but it's spelled C-L-O-U-T-I-E-R. C-L-O-U-T-I-E-R. So, profits aren't everything. They're the only thing. And if you are already putting an excuse in your way, I don't have time to read a book. Just get the audio book. All of you guys drive around endlessly on showings and previews, et cetera. Just listen to the audio book. That's fine, too. So again, Profits Aren't Everything, They're the Only Thing is a somewhat controversial business book. It's very direct. It's very clear. But you can trust where it's coming from because it was written by a guy who is known for uh, turning businesses around, not just real estate in particular, but businesses in general, this George Clôtier fellow who wrote the book. And he is a Harvard MBA. He owns a $20 million business and is known for turning businesses around for small and mid-sized businesses. So you can trust him, get it, listen to it. And some of this will sound familiar after this radio show and perhaps tomorrow's. I think this may be a two-parter. So points from the Profits Book. That's kind of what we've nicknamed it, the Profits Book. Well, one of my favorite points, Tim, is that you've got to actually have a plan, something we talk about in coaching quite a bit. Business owners always say that they have a financial plan, an operating plan, but honestly, especially in real estate, how many of you guys have an actual, honest-to-goodness, real plan? Well, most of these types of plans are on the back of an envelope. They're gathering dust. You maybe wrote it at a seminar or webinar, say, 18 months ago. How often, if you even have a plan, how often do you look at it? When does it see the light of day? Some agents say that they have one in their head, But it only adds to the confusion and feelings of being overwhelmed when it's only in your head. So how can you implement something that's not actually in front of you? So Tim, I wrote down some questions for our listeners to actually take action on this point from the Prophet's book. Question number one is: Do you actually have a business plan, and is it ideally what we teach? We call our business plan the treasure map. That's got some built-in mindset to it, doesn't it? The treasure map is your business plan, and if you have that. How often do you actually look at it? Do you follow it? Is it posted? I mean, Tim, what's the difference between – I mean, a lot of agents will tell you, oh, yeah, I got a business plan. It's in my head. Or, yeah, I wrote that down on a napkin, you know, back at that seminar I went to, versus having a real honest-to-goodness plan written down, posted that they look at. I mean, what's the difference? I got a plan. Well, right? it's
0: it's your belief. It's your belief in the plan, right? I mean, so many agents, um, you know, in January, are they sit down with their broker or – you know, the broker brings somebody in and they all, you know, they create this little one-page plan, but it's sort of like, what did you do last year? Now add 20%. There's no real yeah. belief behind the plan. It's, you know, the essence of it is, goes back to a Napoleon Hill quote, right? A, dream, a goal is a dream with an action plan. Um, and the action plan part is where most business, well, at least most business plans in the real estate space fall out. You just write down what your goals are and that becomes your, that becomes in essence, your business plan. Well, the action plan, again, is what we really drill down on with you guys in the real estate treasure map. Coaching students, you know what I'm talking about. Existing coaching students who have not yet completed their real estate treasure map, you need to get that done. So the bottom line is, it's this one thing to say you want to earn a certain amount of money. It's another thing to know why and specifically how and specifically in what order and what exact actions need to be taken you know, on a day-to-day basis. It's, it's a very, I don't know, strangely intimate experience mm-hmm. when you're really coming to terms with your business plan, when you're really coming to terms with your financial expectations for yourself and for your business. I think if we're being 100% transparent, Julie, the very thoughts and conversations about money are the very things that keep a lot of agents from taking their business plans seriously because so many of them are really, I don't know, uh, embarrassed maybe in some cases that they haven't accumulated more net worth at this point in their careers or that they've accumulated a certain amount of debt that they're not proud of. They're basically not where they thought they would be when they got into real estate or, you know, at, and at sure. some point, um, that is. going to be something that's going to, frankly, hold you guys back. So the business plan puts it all on paper, helps you to, really, I think in a lot of ways, see through your own Mickey Mouse and your own BS, and then, to Julie's point, it's not just uh, good enough to write the plan down, you've got to post the plan. The worst thing you can do is just putting the business plan in your, in your desk. You know, that's, you know, <laughs> the old joke is your desk is the, you know, because you're, all the agents basically do these little business plans and they stick them in their desk. The desks are smarter than the agents, right? So, you know, don't have that be true with you. Have a business plan and then, again, follow the business plan. Follow it as, as, as accurately as you can. But it, here's another little, uh, I think, pearl. Thank you, Howard, to share with all of you is that when you're shooting an arrow down a field, and this is important when you're setting goals, when, because when you do it this way, you always exceed your goals. That's the punchline here. But when you're shooting an arrow down the field, if you imagine the bow in one hand and the tension as it's building in your other arm, right? As you're pulling back on the, the arrow and you're, and, you're, and you're aiming, you're steadying your aim to, to shoot the target that's down the field. And so the target, if you can visualize it in your head, is a, a round target way down the field and you know, there's, You guys can see the rings of the target. Well, if your goal is to hit dead center, do you aim above the target, at the target, or below the target? So where do you aim? I mean, if you aim, if you walk your mind through this, if you aim at the target, because of the force of gravity will pull the arrow down, you'll actually hit below your target. You might hit on the target, but you're not gonna hit dead center. Obviously, if you aim below the target, then you probably won't even get close. But if you aim above the target, and this is a mindset thing more than anything, if you aim above the target, you will not only meet your goal, but you'll exceed your goal. Going back to the original point on today's radio show, a lot of you who are already exceeding your goals – It's time for you to aim a little bit higher at this point. You know, do it. Don't celebrate your fantastic first quarter. Don't be popping the corks out of the champagne bottle. Just say, okay, great. Now what do I need to do to maintain the momentum? Go back to your business plan and maybe alter it, edit it, so that you can start aiming a little bit higher. Jules?
1: Well, and that's a good point, Tim, is that these business plans are really to keep you on track but can be modified as you go. Like your client uh, example at the top of the call, he's already having a fantastic year. Well, let's not stop now. Let's just not make that a hiccup. Let's make it a habit. So the whole point of this book, remember what it's called, it's profits. We're talking about profits. So how can you be profitable if you don't have a plan? It just doesn't even make any sense. Now, I tell you, one of the very interesting things that happens when we do the treasure map is we discover that for most agents, if you put them on the spot and you say, hey, what's your goal? They always have a pretty standard answer, right? 25, 50, 100, 200 deals. Well, what's that based on? Because you know Joe over at Century 21 and you think you're better than him and he did 25 last year, so you've got to be able to do at least that. Well, that's not a plan, right? That's just something floating around in your head. Figure out what you've got to do to meet or exceed your own personal goals And that's what your plan stems from. And sometimes it's not unusual that agents find out, you know, you don't actually have to do 50 deals to meet or exceed your goals. You have to do exactly 33 and a third, right? And that's a big aha moment because it's based on something real. And that's got profit built into it. So the first big point from the profits book is have a plan. Do you have a plan? How often do you look at it? Do you follow it? Is it posted? And who's holding you accountable to your plan? Obviously, coaching is one answer to that, but are you holding yourself accountable? Have you even talked about it with your spouse, your significant other, or your other family members? Some of you guys have great office managers and brokers, and some of you, your office manager or broker wouldn't know a business plan if it bit them. So ask yourself who's holding you accountable. Does your plan tell you how many listings you have to have to drive your business? And for some of you guys, that's why you avoid this type of plan, because it shines the light on the fact that you've got to become a better listing agent. So that's a whole topic in itself. But ultimately, does your plan include a profit-driven daily schedule? And Tim, we could do probably 10 radio shows on that point. Does your plan, does your schedule include a profit-driven daily schedule, not just a what you feel like doing type of schedule? So the Profits book gets extremely clear on this idea of your day-to-day activity having to be profit-driven. So another quote from the book, most companies estimate sales then they go department by department. Remember, he's not real real estate specific. So most companies estimate their sales and they go from department to department, figure out the cost of those sales. Then they arrive at the bottom number, which is the profit. Profit comes last for most people. It's on the bottom of the income statement, effectively making it last on the list of priorities. And that is an unacceptable way of running your business if you care about making real money. That's a quote from the book, Tim. So this really, you know, it's talking about leading with revenue instead of ending with revenue. So what so comes let's, to let's, mind Julie, with that quote there. Book, Tim? Yeah.
0: Julie, let's stop there. Okay, sure. right there. That is, if that's all you get from today's radio show, that right there is your money's worth, which, by the way, you're not paying anything for, so. <laughs> right? But that right there is the most important thing from today's radio show. Okay? So if you don't want to listen anymore, I'll talk to you on the radio tomorrow. If you pay yourself with what's left over, in other words, your profit comes from what's left over. I promise you you'll never have any profit. Ever, ever, ever. If you I'm going to say it again, it's very important, because I was raised and I was entered, Julie and I both entered business into believing that this is the way you do it, and modern business books are telling you incorrectly that this is the way you do it. Uh, When you go to seminars and you go to speakers, even well-intended folks who are running these big real estate, international real estate companies, they tell you the wrong freaking way to do it. Um, Here it is. If you save last from what's left over, you will never save. That's how you accumulate debt. That's how you basically end the year going, what the hell do I have to show for it financially? I didn't move the needle at all as far as my net worth. That's because you did not save first. Here's what I want you to do. Off the top of every check, off the top of every single check from every single source of income, some of you that's easy because you have maybe one source of income, others of you will have many, many sources of income, you must be saving first. By first, I mean before you pay the taxes. Oh, 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 dear God, did you say you pay yourself first before taxes? Yes, I did. Before you pay your mortgage, before you pay your whatever, you pay yourself first, You literally have to start getting in the habit of taking at least 10% off the top first before anybody else or anything else gets paid. Um, And then obviously as you are able to create more financial uh, independence from paying off your debt, including your house, then you can increase that. We have coaching clients that literally have no debt. Have essentially their retirements more or less fully funded. Have no financial, you know, boxes yet to check. It's all done. So 100% after, you know, basically they save virtually everything. They invest virtually everything. We have coaching clients that are now saying, "Okay, Tim and Julie, I've got my first house paid off, my second house paid off, I've got my kids' college educations paid for, my grandkids' college education paid for, I've got, um, you know, this, this, da, 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 da. I've done all the financial things you asked me to do. What's next? And Another great book, guys, is Dave Ramsey's uh, book. What is it called, Julie? The, the Legacy Journey. Uh, legacy, That's another great book." Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Legacy. Okay.
1: Legacy Journey. The Legacy Journey. You're right. Dave Ramsey, R-A-M-S-E-Y. Great book for those of you who are there. You've already gotten yourself to the point where things are basically paid off and you're wondering, what's next? What's going to motivate me? Well, Dave Ramsey is great with that. And again, you can listen to that on audiobook, but get that book, The Legacy Journey.
0: Right. So you'll never get there to start your own Legacy Journey if you don't actually learn to pay yourself first. Um, this, this financial conversation is not – how many times have you guys ever heard a conversation like this happening in the halls of any real estate broker's office? Never do people have these conversations. And that's, the re, that's one of the main reasons that so many realtors retire – well, don't retire, but basically never accumulate any money. They're broke. In an industry where we literally have – unlimited opportunity to earn so much money, help so many people. Why is it that there aren't more realtors that are just plain, flat, rich? The reason is is because they're not taught how to be. And this is not the type of wisdom that any of us ever, well, a vast majority of us, we don't learn this from our parents, We certainly don't learn this from school. You have to seek out this type of information. You have to be uh, aggressive in finding financial mentors. And, you know, as Julie and I were, and frankly, the first time that Julie and I heard this pay yourself first, we'd we'd heard it before, but the first time it really cracked into our stubborn heads was when a really wonderful guy named Jim Duvall, um, who some of you from Howard Brinton will remember Jim and his wife, he sort of basically for a short while, mentored me about money stuff. And he is a billionaire with a B. And he basically flat out, when I asked him how he went about starting his own financial journey, he said exactly what this book is saying. And exactly what we started doing almost 20 years ago is you take money off the top and you save it first. And I realized that it's not very sexy. It's not like winning the lottery or putting it all on red and having your number come in or doing a flip and making a billion dollars. I get all that. It's not... What we're giving you is conservative, sort of boring, old-school advice. But it works. It really does work. Pay yourself first before you pay everything else. Before you pay anything else, pay yourself first. Otherwise, you're going to have nothing to show for all your hard work. Again, the most important thing you could possibly learn from today's radio show is that. Um, Julie, I mean, there's obviously some mechanics on how to do it, but the simplest way to do it is when they get their commission check, literally this you know it's funny this question when they get the concept they all want to know how you do it cuz it's like confusing mm-hmm. but you take the commission check and you I mean Julie 15 20 years ago when we started doing this you tell them how you did it I mean we get a commission yeah, well, check uh, good old title okay. first
1: that's right well so first <laughs> mindset check stop saying things to yourself like I'll start this on my next deal or three deals from right. now or next month or next year okay so mindset check don't ever say, again, things like, next time I get both sides of the deal, I'll just save that. Or listening to people who say things to you like, it's normal in real estate to have cash flow issues, and not have any savings. You're a 100% commission person. This is just normal. It's not normal. Not with us. Sorry. You know. So after I pay for blah, 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 and blah, I'll just save what's next, or what's left, rather. So erase, erase from your brain all of these thoughts. It starts with your mindset. Part of the issue, Tim, is when they get paid a check for $10,000, they think it's ten thousand dollars. It's not. Not all the money belongs well, so, to you.
0: Well, so so Julie, they get a check for ten thousand dollars. They literally yeah. then, against that check, they write another check against the check for whatever their saving percent is ideally it's at least 10%. So they write right. a check for $1,000 so they have the check for 10,000 the check for 1,000. The check for 1,000 is written out of the account that the check for 10,000 is going into. The check right. for 1,000 goes in the check that for 1,000 goes into a deposit only like you know savings. the type of savings account you get for your kids. Okay, in other we'll words stop you do not second. put it
1: that means that means no debit card, no checkbook. Right. It's a savings account. You can't account. sweep it out of not it. Not a spendings account. Right. It doesn't You can't anywhere. sweep it's out saving. of it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You can't go online, and you can't transfer money out of that account. You have to literally treat it as if it was basically savings. You can't touch it. If you need to get at it, you have to go into the bank with your yeah. credentials, and you have to then access it. You cannot do it online. There are accounts like that. that You can do that. So that's how you have to discipline yourself, folks. So there's a deposit for ticket taxes. for the, Mm-hmm. That's right. So that's how you manage your money. Now, I will suggest to all of you, um, and Julie, it's, uh, we have about six mi- or three minutes left, that, uh, just on an aside, and we're going to pick this up where we left off uh, today, tomorrow, that all of you should be talking. It's We're getting up on tax season. Some of you guys are going to be, uh, again, those of you who are becoming high-income earners, you need to write this down and talk to your accountant about it. Tell your accountant to, and you should seriously consider, I'm not a tax professional. Julie and I are not attorneys. This is just... A bunch of real estate people having a conversation around the coffee maker, okay? So there's my disclaimer. But you want to form a sub-S, not an LLC, not a C-Corp, but a sub-S. And then what you, you want to pay yourself uh, a paycheck. So you can literally start paying yourself as if you were an employee of the sub-S. And you can talk to your accountant about it, or you can research this on your own, or existing coaching students obviously talk to your coach about this. But this is how you should have yourself set up. Money flows into the sub-S. You're an employee of the sub S, you're as an employee, you get a paycheck uh, that's commensurate with the amount of, you know, basically, you know, three to five grand per month, whatever it is that would be appropriate, it can't be ridiculously too low, otherwise, at the IRS will question the validity of your corporation of your sub S. So the money flows in. And then you have a third party paychecks company like paychecks, like there's tons of them that do this or maybe your bookkeeper. And then what they do is they'll then take the money out of the account. Um, They'll then pay all the taxing authorities automatically, just as if you were an employee of your own corporation and you get a, a, a normal paycheck. Now, the reason you want to do that is because the profit that's left will be taxed at a lower rate. Again, talk to your accountant, talk to your whatever, whatever, okay? Those of you who do this, your taxes on your own, As I know some of you are still stubbornly holding on to that idea. As you transition into the higher income brackets, the idea of doing your taxes on your own is crazy. You definitely want to hire someone that's a true professional at getting this done. So, Julie, as we round the bend on today's call... Um, You have another, I see a great quote there from the book. After I pay for blah, 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 I'll save what's left from the book. Go ahead.
1: Yes. Okay. So here, again, a quote from the book. Small business owners must be fanatical about living by a profits first plan. This operating plan depends on an owner's commitment to be in the top quartile or top 25% of their industry. Averaging in the bottom 25% just doesn't work for me and shouldn't work for you. That's a quote from the profits book. So are you committed to being, I mean, I don't even like top 25%. To me, it's like you've got to be the best at what you do, right? But let's just start with top 25%. But top 25% in terms of running your business in a profitable manner, lead with revenue instead of with expense. And Tim, I mean, I don't know how else we can impress upon all of our listeners, but really the only way we've ever seen it done ourselves, our coaching clients, our colleagues, you've got to peel that 10% minimum off the top off of every check And lead with revenue. I mean, look at what his quote says. It's not okay to live in the bottom 25%. Small business owners must be fanatical about living by a profits first plan. Living by it means not just every check that's over $3,500, or every third check, or checks when I already feel like I'm ahead. No, every check, 10% off the top. And miraculously, Tim, it also has them earning more because they are actually plugging away at their savings, and that has many other benefits, obviously, as well. So be fanatical about living by a profit's first plan. I think that's a good way to end the show and let them chew on that and do something about it. Most of you guys are getting a check or two or more this week, so don't <laughs> that's delay. That's right. Start the plan and now. so we're
0: g- – listen – Tomorrow on the radio, I'm sorry, I think tomorrow we have actually an interview, Um, so guys, definitely tune in for the interview tomorrow, but the following day, we are going to deep dive into, and frankly, we're going to probably ruffle some feathers along this, you know, staying on the same topic, and we are going to really, really explain to you guys why the team model, for the most part, is absolutely stupid broken, doesn't work for most, I mean, it works for maybe in some cases the agents working on the team, but as far as the person taking the risk, the rainmaker or whatever you want to call them, absolutely a horrible way for them to build any wealth. And we're going to explain to you guys why, so you're really clear on that. That way, if you uh, decide to go down that path, at least you're going down that path with realistic expectations as far as what the profit's going to be. And we're also going to give you an alternative way to look at your real estate practice. The dogma that there's this one path to follow, uh, it's a myth. It really does need to be challenged, and that's what we're going to be doing on the next radio show. In the meantime, if there's anything we can be doing for you at any time, uh, obviously go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com, and we'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs,